the North Texas stories you need to know. This is the All Local from News Radio 1080 KRLD. You're all local for the 19th of January, 2023. A high today in the upper 50s. Yeah, it's going to be a lot cooler today. I'm John Little, and we've got an update this morning on the search for a missing Collin County woman. A body has now been discovered in Grand Prairie. Investigators are wondering if it's a Frisco woman missing for more than a week. KRLD's Bailey Friday has the latest. The body has been found in Grand Prairie, actually near the home of the man accused of kidnapping 33-year-old Kayla Kelly. The gruesome discovery was made late last night in a field near the intersection of Kingswood and Prairie Oak Boulevards. Now, this is a developing situation. We are still waiting for the body to be identified. But let me tell you what we know so far. Kelly was reported missing last week in Collin County. On Saturday, a man named Ocaster Ferguson, who is accused of kidnapping Kelly was arrested. His bail is set at $1 million. According to the arrest warrant affidavit, Ferguson and Kelly had been in a relationship. Kelly's friends told Collin County deputies that Kelly had plans to blackmail Ferguson after finding out that he was married and had been hiding his true identity from her. When investigators talked to Ferguson's wife, they found she had reported her car stolen. That car was later found outside Kelly's home. Police also located Kelly's abandoned car. It was discovered on a county road in Frisco, burned nearly beyond recognition. And then, of course, last night, this latest discovery, this unidentified body, was found. And like I said, this is a developing story. We will keep you updated as we learn more. Bailey Friday News Radio 1080 KRLD. And we also have an update this morning on a McKinney father charged with killing his 8-year-old son. KRLD's Austin York has more on the new information from investigators. Police say they got a call from a mother who claimed her husband had locked her out of the home and that her son was severely injured. When police entered, they found the 8-year-old boy had been stabbed to death. His father had attempted to take his own life by cutting his neck and stomach. He was rushed to the hospital and barely survived. KRLD has learned that before the incident, the wife told police her husband had told her that all three of them should be dead. She told him he needed therapy, which made him angry. She then decided to take a nap. When she woke, she heard a child scream but thought it was kids playing outside. When she went to investigate, she stumbled on the gruesome scene and ran to a neighbor's house to call for help. The 39-year-old husband was arraigned on a capital murder charge. His bond has been set at a million dollars. From the 24-Hour News Center, Austin, York, News Radio 1080, KRLD. Former Fort Worth police officer Aaron Dean is challenging his manslaughter conviction for killing a Tatiana Jefferson. KRLD's L.P. Phillips reports he wants a new trial. In a short legal brief, Dean's lawyers claim the evidence from last month's trial does not support the manslaughter conviction. Dean never denied he shot a Tatiana Jefferson in 2019, who was at her mother's home babysitting a nephew. Dean testified he'd been dispatched to the house, saw an open door, then saw Jefferson inside and thought she was a burglar who was armed. I heard her scream and, and saw her fall like this. And I, I knew that that I've shot that person. Dean is serving a prison term just shy of 12 years. His lawyer said earlier this month there may have been inappropriate behavior on the part of a juror. This motion does not address that. From the 24-Hour News Center, L.P. Phillips News, Radio 1080, KRLD. Federal investigators have released new information on exactly what happened immediately before that massive pileup on an ice-coated 35W in Fort Worth almost two years ago. Looks like speed contributed to that deadly crash. KRLD's Andrew Greenstein reports speeds topped 100 miles an hour. 
In the early morning hours of February 11, 2021, a light freezing rain covered an elevated portion of 35W just north of downtown Fort Worth with black ice, ice that's almost impossible to see but which is still dangerously slick. Big rigs on the express lanes couldn't stop and ended up plowing into the stop traffic in front of them, sending some vehicles airborne. Six people were killed that morning. One driver noted how fast the traffic was going at the time. They were at least going 60 or 80 miles per hour, and then it just kept on happening. After that, just car after car after car. I mean, there's nothing you could really do about it. The ice was just... I mean, these people should know better than to drive that fast on the icy roads like that when it's 25 degrees in Texas. In fact, according to the NTSB, speeds topped 100 miles an hour on that slick stretch of 35W. That's one of the findings of the more than 1,400 pages of the public docket that the NTSB just released. The NTSB says the docket contains factual information and does not reach any conclusions on the probable cause. That will be identified in the NTSB's final report, which will be issued at a later date. From the 24-Hour News Center, Andrew Greenstein, News Radio 1080, KRLD. A plan by Encore to build 20 miles of transmission line is causing concern in one North Texas city. The line would run from just south of Rome in Wise County, to Flower Mound in Denton County, and one plan would have the line run through Argyle. But Mayor Brian Livingston says it would force several people out of their homes. Several of those alignments would create inexplicably harmful transmission line corridors running east and west through the cities of Argyle, North Lake, and possibly also Justin. Carrie Dunn says planning is in the very early stages and many possible routes are being considered. We will collect all of the potential routes and submit those to the PUC. The PUC, which is the Public Utility Commission of Texas, will ultimately decide which route makes the most sense and determine which route we should build the line on. In the meantime, Dunn says Encore is looking to get public input on the project. DeSoto has an opening on its city council because one member is stepping down. Kay Brown-Patrick had represented Place 2 on the DeSoto City Council since 2018, but recently announced her resignation. The City Council held a special meeting last week to discuss an allegation that she was not living in her district as required by the city charter. The council will appoint someone to fill the position temporarily. Place 2 was already scheduled to be on the ballot in DeSoto for the municipal elections in May. DeSoto Mayor Rachel Proctor says whoever they select to serve for the remainder of the current term should not be someone who wants to run in the May election. From the 24-Hour News Center, Stephen Pickering, News Radio 1080 KRLD. When the Cowboys hit the practice field today in preparation for their game against the 49ers, all eyes are going to be on kicker Brett Maher, who missed an NFL record four extra points in Monday night's win over Tampa Bay. Special teams coach John Fossil says he spoke with Maher yesterday. He was distraught, like I am. I share in all the players' agony. <laughs> so... Um, like he should be as a competitor, you know, he knows that just a bad day at the office and um, have full confidence he'll rebound. But just in case he doesn't, the Cowboys have signed kicker Tristan Vizcaino to the practice squad. He played three games this year with the Cardinals and the Patriots. Also in sports, the Mavs fall to the Atlanta Hawks at home 130 to 122 last night, while the Stars gave up two third period goals to the San Jose Sharks and fell five to three. The All Local is updated three times a day. For the latest news, traffic, and weather, listen to News Radio 1080 KRLD. Visit KRLD.com, download the Odyssey app, or ask your smart speaker to play 1080 KRLD.